Thanks for listening to Captain J. Hood, brought to you by Miller Lite. Chicago, this is your new morning routine. Captain J. Hood. Follow Cap J. Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Stream the show on the new ESPN Chicago app. Watch the show on Twitch. Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, 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 on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 We had no NBA yesterday. We had no NHL yesterday. We had seven Major League Baseball games not playing. Today is Jackie Robinson Day. Will we have any of our sports back today? Good morning with Jonathan Hood. I'm David Kaplan. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, I think. I'm off to a great start. Why? I guess that's my first day trying to put headphones on. It's hit myself right in the face. <laughs> I, hope, I hope Twitch enjoyed that. I mean, right before we even start, I'm hitting myself way, in the face. You can watch that on <laughs> Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Yes, sir. Danny Zetterman, Jeff Meller, and J.R. Strauss. I'm David Kaplan. My friend, the NBA eventually is returning, and it's something that you and I talked about a little bit yesterday in that NBA players are showing strength because they want to make a difference. And my thought is if you don't like the platform that they have to help change, just focus on the basketball. You have two choices as a fan, right? Mm -hmm. You watch the NBA because you want to see your favorite team or your favorite player win. It may be from a gambling standpoint, you're trying to watch uh, the NBA because it's interesting. I find it fascinating always because they are away from their families, they're in a bubble, and so everybody is on a neutral court. So I find it fascinating to see how this is working, right? Pretty awesome. So I mean, not everybody bought into it. But the majority of the players are in that bubble. And while they were there, they said, well, we got to be here to be able to make some change. This is why you see Black Lives Matter on the floor. For some, it's polarizing. For me, it's sending a message. Black Lives Matter has always been the my thought has been the reason why that there's a Black Lives Matter is because it's a reminder that everybody lies. Everybody's life does matter, including black people. And so while they're in that bubble, they were in there to make change. And and so I remember Kyrie Irving saying before the NBA restarted, like, I don't know if we should be in the bubble. We shouldn't be here. I don't know if this is a good idea. People will forget about George Floyd. People will forget about what's happening in the streets uh, in communities across this country if we're playing basketball. And I said, that's not true. Uh, you and I could be able to, on our monitors at home, be able to watch the news and watch sports at the same time. Correct. We are informed about what's going on in the South. And when that it comes stage to... would allow them to maybe project their message. Sure. So we, we, we could be able to see all these different things. So I, I think that Kyrie and others, including Kevin Durant, should give us more credit. We understand what's going on and be able to appreciate sports. But this ultimately was a stand to say, hey, we need to have equality in this country. And I think that's pretty brave, Cap. I think it is exceptionally brave. And now my question to you, my friend, is where do we go next? Do we go back to play today? I know they're going to resume. Do they play tomorrow on Jackie Robinson Day? Today, does Major League Baseball play? What do you think? I think that they should play. I do, too. With Because 
And everyone in number 42. Sure. But but to me, again, the platform is, hey, you are a celebrity. You are a superstar baseball player. You're on a team. You can be able to talk about equality, talk about everything that Jackie Robinson went through and still play. You can do both. Correct. Because ultimately, you look at it like this. If you do not play today, if you don't play for the weekend and you feel like, well, we need to have social change. We've got to have equality. This has to get better. Well, that doesn't get better overnight. Ask Dr. King and his family. What did did that get did that get solved after he was assassinated or while he was alive? No. It is constant change, incremental it's 52 change. 52 years ago. It's, it takes a lot of time for change. People are re- people are really hesitant to change. We understand in our society, right? A lot of people just don't like change. They like their status quo. But even what has happened in Kenosha, what has happened in Minneapolis and all these places across the country, it's still about incremental change. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. So in the moment, at, at, with your platform, you can be able to create change. That's important. And you can do the best that you possibly can. But if you're not playing today on a day that I think is exceptionally historic, he's one of the true American heroes in Jackie Robinson. Yes. would be amazing to see a show of unity unlike any we've ever seen and then take the field and use that platform and play your game. I guess my point is, if you don't play, when will it be? When is the proper time to play? If it's not today, is it tomorrow? Is it is it Monday? Because what you see when you wake up in the morning is going to be the same. Correct. Small changes across our country, but they're small. It's like turning around an aircraft carrier. It takes time. It does. So that's why I look at it as, if you're not comfortable playing today, fine. You want to make a stand because, as I told you yesterday, ultimately, the, the reason why that there was um, cancellations and postponements is because the focus needs to be on Kenosha, not necessarily on the basketball or the baseball. I totally understood that. Mm-hmm. But, but when is the proper time? You can still play and get your point across. Agreed. 312-332-3776. Mark Spears will join us from inside the bubble at 835. And then I don't know who the next guest is, uh, Jay Hood. Jeff Dickers. Who is that? Jeff Dickers will be with us. You know him, right? <laughs> Jeff Dickers. He, he, he dickers around and, and, and covers football, apparently. Dickers does. Danny has on the screen. Dickers. Dickers will be I'm sorry, Anchorman. I'll make sure not to write F you, San Diego. So Jay Hood said to me, hey, don't say anything. And when we start the show, we're going to ask Danny, who's Jeff Dickers? (laughs) Jeff Dickers will be with us. A new man. Uh, We don't need the sun. Just Dickers is fine. Correct. Just Dickers. So I can't wait for Dickers to be with us. (laughs) And he will. (laughs) I thought I knew Jeff well, but apparently Jeff Dickers. And so we'll find out. He's got to earn the sun today. (laughs) That report's got to be strong. He will be Jeff Dickers' son if if he brings it. If not, not, take the the sun away. Right. We're going to welcome him in as Dickers. Yes. And how you perform on the show today, J.D., will determine if you get the sun back. That's right, son. That's right. (laughs) That was a lousy job, J.D. You're Dickers. See ya. (laughs) Anyway, uh, 312-332-3776. Brian Erlacher. We have to address. Why, right away. All right. Yes. We'll get to it. Hold on a second. I set the over-under in in this room at 7.07. He would get there. Okay. So. Go ahead, buddy. I, and Danny said, 
And I tried to pick people that I knew Danny loved, whether it was Eddie Vedder or somebody that I thought, that person Danny has in his heart. You know, I, I don't get that way, he tells me. It's my family, and then I just admire them for their performance, uh, whether that's Eddie Vedder, his favorite musician, mm-hmm. or his Cubs, or his Jayhawks, whoever it is. I'm not Danny. I have a romantic involvement with my sports teams and heroes. Yep. Um, and there's been very few that I have truly said, yeah, that guy's in my heart. That guy's one of my favorite players. Whether that was growing up wearing number 10 in Little League because I absolutely loved this guy named Ron Sano. Yes. Who I thought, man, if I could ever once meet that guy, it'd be amazing. And then I'm pinching myself. I'm actually on the broadcast with him yeah. down the dial. We go to dinner. We become really tight. Play golf together. Like, I loved Ron Sano. And he was everything and beyond that I would have hoped he'd have been. An awesome dude. I feel that way about Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I, f- I felt that way about Tom Waddle, and he became my partner. Anthony Rizzo is one of those guys that... Man, this guy's just an awesome, awesome dude. He is out in the communities and hospitals. And when he caught the final out, my 2016 Cubs win the World Series, I'm like, that's my guy right there. Love that guy. Brian Urlacher was another one of those guys. I'm like, that dude can flat out play. And he is beloved in that room, whether it's, Peanut Tillman, Lance Briggs, Olin Krutz, Alex Brown. Like, his best friends are people of color in his life. Yes. And when I saw the Instagram post on Twitter, I actually got on Twitter after I worked out, and it says, trending, Brian Urlacher. I'm like, Brian Urlacher? Mm-hmm. And I knew Danny had said we were going ha- we were gonna, you know, eventually talk to him to preview the season. And I'm like... Why is Brian Urlacher t- trending? I hope he's okay. Click on it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, man. And then as I dug deeper, it wasn't just about his Instagram post. It was another photo that he liked. And I, it really kind of was a spear in my heart because I really, really like Brian. Like, I know him. I don't hang out with him. I've never hung out with him. I just... I've been around him in an interview situation or at TV or radio. And I loved watching that dude play. And I can never look at him the same way. And I said, I have a romantic involvement with certain athletes in my heart. I give you my heart. Don't break it, please. Don't. And I felt like the, reading that yesterday, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Well... And so over it, the next, it, go ahead. It really, really bothered me. Okay. Well, I want you to know over the next decade, as we do this, I'm going to say something and it's going to be a theme with me. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I have taken for myself as a sports fan. Uh, like your athletes, love your family. Yeah. But, but, but here's the thing. I can't give my full heart to athletes because as much as I, admire athletes because they're one percenters mm-hmm. they they do things that you and i cannot do right they're one percenters and that makes them a very special breed mm-hmm. they're trained differently they have a different mindset they're way different than i am they're one percenters but i don't know them 
Mm-hmm. I've had dinner with athletes. Of course, when you've done this for almost 30 years, of course, you're going to have a lot of relationships with with um, with athletes. Mm-hmm. But, Cap, even if I uh, kick it with those guys, go to dinner with those guys, play golf with those guys, I don't know them because I didn't grow up with them. Mm-hmm. I grew up with my family. Mm-hmm. So I know who they are. Right. I mean, intimately, I know who they are. Right. I know their pluses and their minuses. I know their weaknesses and their strengths. But even... Knowing an athlete when they're in their 20s, starting in their 20s, I don't know what they were 20 years before that. Right. I don't know what their background really is. Mm -hmm. You have some conversations, but Mm -hmm. you really don't know. Right. How many many political conversations did you have with Brian Urlacher over the years? Never. Zippo. Right. Zero. Neither did I. But but he wasn't a friend of mine. I didn't hang out with Brian. Never played golf with Brian. Never went to dinner with Brian. Like, I just had this, man, that is a freaking amazing player. Right. And he seems like he's the glue in that room. Everyone said, man, the two guys who ran that room, Kruitz and Erlacher. Even Alex Brown, who's one of my really dear friends, said Lack and Olin. That's whose room it is. We all know. And it broke my heart yesterday to see. He, I can never look at him the same way. Okay, well, let's let's paint the picture for those that have not heard this, right? So, Brett, here's the quote that was a deleted Instagram post from Brian Urlacher. Brett Favre played the Monday Night Football game the day his dad died, threw four touchdowns in the first half, and was a legend for playing in the face of adversity. Now, he took that post down. NBA players boycott the playoffs because a dude reaching for his knife wanted uh, on a fel- was wanted on a felony sexual assault warrant was shot by police. Now he took that down, and because he's getting destroyed for it. Yes, but of course, Mike Florio talked about this. So many other people talked about it. But that quote of NBA players boycott the uh, playoffs because a dude reaching for his knife wanted on a felony sexual assault warrant was shot by police. So that's one thing. Of course, there's another thing on there as well regarding uh, Brian Urlacher that was controversial as well. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about this further because I have a thought about. Erlacher, as you talked about it, I had some thoughts about it as well. Let's get uh, let's get to those because I want to really hear your perspective. There are people that are tweeting at me about Brian. I, I said this to you in our meeting, and again, there are different perspectives. You have yours. Danny said he never gets romantically tied to an athlete. I talk about romantically in my heart. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was the death of a Chicago sports icon in my heart yesterday. That bothers me. So, we've had just a unbelievably compelling week with so much going on in our world. And yeah. you, you said to me, you know, I'll look back on 2020 and go, that's the birth of my partnership with you. Yes. Like, we've known each other a long time. Mm-hmm. But now, like, we're joined at the hip. We're doing mornings together. I know. And I keep tell- saying to my wife, doing freaking mornings. <laughs> you know, you've been on the edge of swearing several times already through the I first know. 20 minutes. I know. You're so loose in here. It's, it's so it's it is what it is. You you you've been really close here to hitting the button. But it's like, man, there have been 
ebbs and flows emotionally this week from yeah. you know what happened in Kenosha to Brian Erlacher to they're playing, they're not playing, they should have played, they didn't play. Like, wow, what a week. And it's been an unbelievable week. But I didn't know that the Bears' conversation would be off the field. It actually is about a former Baron, Brian Erlacher. I saw, by the way, the statement by the Bears said the social media posts from Brian Erlacher in no way reflect our values or opinions of the Chicago Bears organization. That was a statement that was made by the Bears regarding what Erlacher said. That's, that, that is interesting. Um, but I, I, I just want to tell you that I personally do not care where Brian Erlacher aligns himself politically. I, I don't agree with his stance uh, from what he did with Kyle Rittenhouse by putting the the like on Instagram about that. that. That's the one that blows me away. Like, you want to be that guy with those, you know, non-mainstream opinions? You're, hey, man, that's what our country's built on. You have, have, have a way. Yeah, Rittenhouse. The like of the Kyle Rittenhouse with an, yeah. I don't, is what, an AR-15 rifle? Yes. In the streets of Kenosha? Yeah. Really? Like, you're that guy. I don't agree with his stance on that, Cap, but I will say, and I don't know why he's liking it, because it's not like Kyle Rittenhouse is some patriot trying to do something well for our country, because uh, he's a 17-year-old, went across state lines to try to be a rabble-rouser of nothing else and try to call and up committing issue. murder. Yeah, so that's, that's one thing. But the other thing is, is that at least I know where he stands. That's important to me. That's important to me. I would rather know where you're coming from with me than for me to have to find out through back channels who you are. And I've always appreciated that from people in our industry or where I travel. If I know exactly where you stand, mm -hmm. that makes me feel better. Yep. So that way I don't have to, to guess. If we're on the same page on things and I find out that you've been stabbing me in the side, in the front, and the back all this time, then that's going to make me want to whoop your ass. Right. I'm just telling. Just, just be just telling honest you. with me. So I would. So at least from Brian Urlacher's standpoint, I know where he stands. I'm not against him because he leans right or or leans extreme right. That's his choice politically. Me personally, I can separate the ball player from what he is politically. At least I know. At least I know now. Like, well, we're not aligned politically at all. Okay, fine. But I. But before that, I knew he was a great football player. I knew he was a Hall of Fame football player. So I can separate the two. At least I know up front who you are when I see you as far as how your politics run. At least I know. Right. I'd rather tell me first and let me know that you don't like me because of my color. You don't like me because of my personality. Tell me up front face to face so I know how to handle it. I don't know if you feel that same way about in your life, but in my life, in my circles, I'd rather for you to yeah, tell me. Absolutely. 100%. Then I at least know what I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want, I, like, I don't want to look and go, yeah, Jay Hood's my friend. And people go, you have no idea. He's, no, he's not. You have no idea what he's saying behind your back. I'd rather just just tell me. Hey, man, I don't like you for this reason. Okay. I got it. Right. At least I know who I'm dealing with. Okay. Uh, all right. Another perfect example. And this is going to be a big example is Mike Ditka. So Mike Ditka has, has made the same comments that we've heard from the White House at times of like, if you don't like this country, you know, you should leave this country. You know, you're not aligned with what is going on with the GOP, what's going on uh, with this country right now, then you should leave the country, which is complete BS, right? I'm not going anywhere. I'm an American and I'm a mm -hmm. Chicagoan. Uh, I can disagree with certain aspects in our country and still be able to live here because that's the democracy. That's the Constitution. That's everything, right? So that's – so 
I ignore that. But at least I know where Ditka comes from. When Ditka is no longer here, it, when we talk about it for like a month, when Ditka, about everything that Ditka has brought to the city, him being a head coach, will be will the front burner topic be? You know, Ditka was an extreme rightist, uh, right guy. He was no, a right. It will be that he was one of the great coaches to come through our town. We'll celebrate it and move on. But I can never look at his opinion. He, his opinion has tainted my feeling. But it's okay. I can disagree with him. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with disagreeing with him on a lot of the stances he makes. Same thing with Lou Holtz. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can ad- disagree with what Lou Holtz has to say. Correct. Uh, and still look at that guy and say that's one of the greatest college football coaches ever seen. It's on the resume. What do you know about, about Mike Ditka? Well, you know, one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Uh, brought a Super Bowl championship to Chicago. Changed the face of, of Chicago sports because of his demeanor. All these things. Oh, and by the way, he says that if you don't agree with President Trump, or you leave the country, then leave the country. Well, you know, or if you kneel, leave the country. All that stuff, right? So, democracy in his eyes do not agree. Don't agree with what I feel about democracy. But when he's what Mike says, Ditka, yeah. While I don't agree with it, I don't find it as reprehensible. You're entitled to your opinion. That's the basis of this country. You can have your belief. I can have mine. Brian Erlacher. Not just the Instagram post, liking a photo of a 17-year-old who went and murdered two people in Kenosha, that just blows me away. Like, really? You're that guy? Yep. And that's why I feel like it was the death of a Chicago sports icon who, while I'm not friends with him, I don't ha- I've never hung out with him, I've gotten to know, you know, meet him, it breaks my heart that... This guy will never, ever, ever be that beloved, romanticized bear again. What do you think, Danny? Danny doesn't go there with his athletes. No. I Listen, I, I live my life by, there's an old quote that I always remember. If you expect nothing from somebody, you're never disappointed. Brian Urlacher tremendous player on the football field. I loved watching him every Sunday. I love what he meant to the Chicago Bears. As a person... He he doesn't mean anything to me. He's I'm not invested in Brian Urlacher, the man. I was invested in Brian Urlacher on the field. And that's how I go about my life. You know, my family is the most important thing to me. They matter to me, how they feel about me, what they think, what they say. When it comes to athletes, I don't get invested like you, Cap, because if you do, you're only going to be let so down. So let me ask you a question. When, when there was little Danny, he was age 12, did you wear a jersey ever? Was there an athlete what, what, that yeah, you went? Yeah, of course. When I was Harry, a little I need kid, you to buy me that jersey because that's my favorite player. Cap, listen, I, I don't know who's listening to us right now, but when you're a little kid, you believe in a lot of things that change as you get older, you get wiser. Did you wiser. wear a jersey in your 20s? No. No. It, it, but it's not about wearing a jersey. If you wear a jersey, you wear it for the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of the jersey. Disagree with you. I know you disagree with me, but I th- that's the point of this conversation. Like, like I put on, let's call it, a Ron Sano jersey. And I found out that he was this horrible person. That would have freaking really devastated me because that was my guy. Like, yes, those are my Cubs, but that was my guy. But he was your guy because of his performance on the field. You didn't know about his politics. You didn't know about how he treated his family. You didn't know what kind of person no, he was. No, I had this romantic thought that he's this amazing human being. And when I got to meet him, I was right. And he right, was amazing. And right there, though, that's the problem. 
The problem is you're associating play on the field, athletic ability, with how a person is off the field. And if you're able to separate the two, then when days like today happen and you find out a guy like Brian Erlacher is not the guy we all wanted him to be, mm-hmm. you're not disappointed. Yeah, it's, and, easy and to say, it's easy to say, hey, guess what, Brian Erlacher, cross him off the list. You know what's interesting? Yeah, I can't. It's not that easy for me. Well, that breaks I, listen, my heart. What do you think, I, it's not, I don't think it's that easy for someone like Matt Forte. Or Lance Briggs. I mean, we saw Matt Forte on Twitter issue a response. We didn't all. I'm blocked by him. So okay, but uh, but you can <laughs> see it. And look, Brian, Brian, uh, Matt Forte issued a, a public response on social media to Brian Erlacher's post. I thought it shows disappointment from a black athlete who was a teammate, and I think it's been well documented that Matt Forte and Brian Erlacher at least during their playing days, were very good friends. You know, Brian Erlacher spoke about how he was great friends with Matt Forte. Matt Forte showed you publicly that he was disappointed in a former teammate. And for me, it's just disappointing that a guy who has, you know, has some of, it it seemed like some very close relationships with a lot of black athletes to the point where you would assume that he's a man who could empathize with more so than others, maybe, because in his own life, He's experienced, or at least probably been told from some fellow black athletes, what they've had to dealt with, dealt with, and deal with in their life. Sure. And now we're at a point where Brian Erlacher is no longer in the locker room, no longer teammates with them. He's past his playing career. He's in the Hall of Fame, and I don't know where the disconnect is, but it seems like when you see the Instagram post and the liking of some images on social media, that Brian Erlacher no longer has the same empathy that maybe he once did. Maybe, I mean, you know what? Maybe he never had it. Maybe he really never had it, Jeff. It's possible. Maybe. With the scenario you just lined up sounds like he should, but he does not. Remember what Maya Angelou said. When people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Just remember that. We're going to get your phone calls in here. We, we gave our thoughts. Now we're going to get your thoughts. 312-332-3776. Cap. Jay Hood. ESPN. So let me tell you about Blue Cross Blue Shield. They ask me every day to motivate people. Please, I'm begging you. We're in a global freaking pandemic. We got this just crazy world we live in. You got to take care of the one body that you've been given. Try and eat right, but get up and move. Go for walks. Stretch. Stretching is one of the best, most important things you can do. All of a sudden you go, hmm, my back feels a little better. Wow. That hamstrings just not quite as tight stretch and walk just get started it's a great place to begin brought to you by blue cross blue shield proud server of the human body the most advanced machine on earth this is cap and j hood enjoy the show each morning in your instagrammies at cap j hood on instagram this is chicago's home for sports espn 1000 Forte blocked me a few years ago on Twitter because I had the audacity to ask him a tough question that he didn't like. And we got sideways. Yep. 
And next thing I know, you are blocked from following Matt Forte 22. Well, I have a burner account that nobody knows what it is. So the two people that have blocked me that I know of, I'm sure there's other people out there and I could give a flying rip, Matt Forte and Brad Biggs. So I opened the notifications on both of them on my burner account. So all their tweets pop right up on the face of my phone. I actually see them before the ones on my normal account. Man, I didn't know you had a burner account. Now I, I have one as well. I didn't know that. We got that in common. There you go. Mine, Cap J Hood. On Working with a couple of Kevin Durant's here. What the hell is going on? Yeah, I don't want go. to sidetrack us because this is a serious conversation, but we need to get back to the fact that you both have admitted to having burner accounts. Yeah, mine is Cap J Hood. 100%, man. And I got to go. Um, whoever, Jeff, who has been the most supportive of Cap in everything he's done on Twitter? I got to. Well, this is some good sleuthing we have to do, Danny, and figure out. Caps burner account. I've never tweeted about myself. I've I, never. I, fact, that sounds like that sounds like something a man with a burner account would say. Hold on a second. I don't believe. Let me look. Uh, I do not believe that I've ever sent a tweet from that account. Again, sounds like something someone with a burner account would say. Um, I'll tell you I've right never now. Never supported our, our myself. Our old buddy Chris Black has suggested Cap has had a burner account for years. This is not shocking to me in the slightest. Yeah. How many How many followers do you have, Cap? On Twitter. Uh, on the on my the Catman account? No, the burner account. The burner account has <laughs> yes, zero, the Catman account. Zero followers. I know. How many followers do you have on the Catman accounts on well, Twitter? One hundred and seven thousand. Okay. The burner so account. Hundred thousand of those are burner accounts. The burner account has zero followers. Zero. Uh, we'll get back to this. We got to. We let's. I used it. I got it simply because Brad Biggs blocked me, <laughs> and I wanted to give him a big middle finger. All right, let's 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 get back to Matt Forte. And so then I got Matt Forte blocked me, so I set him up as well. So take that, Matt Forte. 312-332-377. But, but, but what did Matt Forte say? We should like so, enlighten people. So Matt was very critical of Brian's post. Very critical. And you have it, I believe, Matt's post, because... Yeah, I'd have to go back into my burner account <laughs> to get it. <laughs> Here, I can read it if you would like. That'd be um, great. All right, so Matt Forte yesterday at 8.32 on Twitter. The comments at B. Erlacher 54 posted is void of empathy, compassion, wisdom, and coherence, but full of pride and ignorance. I pray for those who have been blinded by their wealth, privilege, and earthly fame that breeds arrogance in their hearts and those who refuse to acknowledge racism and injustice, but instead choose to place their energy into justifying it by quickly judging the victim's life as if they themselves are more valuable because their sins are different or weren't caught by man. But God sees all and racism and injustice hashtag by any means necessary. That's Matt Forte in response to Brian Erlacher's Instagram post. Eloquent post. Uh, let's go to the phone. Oh, too bad you can get a chance to see it. Yeah. So you can still watch it through your burner account. Saw it on my burner account. Yep. <laughs> Take that, Matt Forte. Take that. Uh, and he and I hugged it out at TV. That's the amazing thing. When they hired him to do the postgame show, he's coming on Sports Talk Live, and I walked into the green room, and there he is. And I was also eating at a restaurant, and he, his wife, and kids walked by. And he looks back at me, and I'm like, I stood up. I go, really? Are we to that point? We're going to block people on Twitter. And he came over and we hugged it out. He's like, all right, I got you. It's fine. And then I saw him at TV and he's like, yeah, we're cool. And he came on the show 
and never unblocked me off Twitter. I went, okay, whatever. You're a guy that likes to top people in stories. I got one better than that. How about, how about this for a topper? You won't be able to top this one. You'll try. How would you like to be able to work side-by-side side with someone that blocked you first in a broadcast? What? Chuck Swirsky blocked me a while ago. And, and, and Delvin goes, well, you know, you're, you're, you're going to work with Swirsky on, the, on this draft show. You blocking Swirsky. Like, what? Like, you know that guy blocked me on Twitter, right? He goes, yeah, it's fine. You, you're just, you know, Black, you just sit bet- in between them. <laughs> Did you tell him? That's great management there. No, no, no. Like, Swirsky is sideways with me because of the impersonation. My daughter was in the car and heard what you said. <laughs> like, no, that stuff, right? Like, it wasn't egregious at all. It was just me just, as you know, clowning around. Being hoodie. Just, just clowning around. He blocked me, and that, and we have to work together. And so he's, like, on his Twitter, he's like, I'm on the draft show with Tweet J. Hood and Chris Black and Nick Friedel. And I was like, oh, there's, there's Swirsky. Block, I blocked you back. How about that? How about I block you back? So, so are you guys still blocked? Yeah. I'm not, oh. I don't need it's it. a block party. Yeah. Chuck, has, Chuck has changed, man. I'm telling you. Chuck is a good dude. He has changed. I got to get you guys back. No, you won't. Never. No, that's not, no, that's, it's not necessary. I know where to find I'm Chuck. I'm about unity. No, no I'm, I know where to find him. Point is, though, is that it's nothing like someone who blocked you first, and now you got to work with that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and listen, I, unity is great. We don't need fake unity, though. There's a lot of that in this business. There absolutely is. Hopefully we've flushed that out over the years, over the, at least over the last year. Well, I'm, I'm glad we flushed that phony, no, phoniness out. There you go. Ah, new regime. I'm happy. Let's go to the phones. 312-332-3776. Aaron is in Atlanta listening on our app. Hey, Aaron, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Aaron, uh, what's up, man? Hey, listen, Danny, oh. I think I, I have a little bit of Danny and a, and a lot of cap. And, of course, Jay, I'll, I'll end it with you. I am in agreement with Danny. Um, I, I adored Michael Jordan as a young man, and um, I didn't I like his politics. I thought he should have took a stance, and they brought it up in, in his uh, in the last dance. As a kid, uh, to to um, to Cap's point, I love I, I, I love Don Kessinger. I was an infielder. I thought Kessinger and Hickman were the best. So. But then as you get older, you start realizing that these guys aren't all they're supposed to be. And, and Jay, I'll summarize it with you. I mean, the ending point for everybody to remember is that Erlacher is an individual. I don't, whether he's a Republican, a Methodist, it's none of my business. It's personal life with his family, but he has a son. And let's just hope he doesn't have a situation like that family in Wisconsin. So, but, but again, I just think that we as people, Danny's got it right. I don't idolize a figure because of their athletic ability on the court, only to find out that they're Ray Rice or some other kind of character that has low, as he said, I have, I have low expectations for high serenity. So with that being said, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you. Thanks for Thank listening. You, have a good weekend. Yeah. Hey, wait, I got a question. Aaron. Yeah. Were you the one that told us that the Wings were really good at Magic City? No. <laughs> we had another call from Atlanta. No, 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 that wasn't me. That wasn't me. But um, I, I, can't, I haven't been there in years. Again, enjoy yourself. Absolutely. I'll leave that one alone. Absolutely. I'll, 
Could he handle that guy? Could I'll, you handle him? I'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. I got you. I got you. Keep me in line. All right. All right. All right. All right. We'll All see right. you. Thank you. No, that, no, that was another black caller from Atlanta. <laughs> I know you can get it confused. <laughs> no, that was another brother. That's like remember the guy that called in because hey, actually hey, man, the food's amazing. Was, I know you was a brother that called from Atlanta. They're talking about them wings, right? <laughs> that wasn't me. Oh, another brother. I beg your pardon. There's more than one in Atlanta. Well, no blank. I how about that? I, <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can see how you get us mix, mixed up. I still want to go no. there with you. He hasn't called you golf yet. <laughs> no. Well, that, oh, yeah, it's not. No, Cornette. <laughs> yeah, or Cornette either. Yeah. Let's go that's, back. That's when I walk off. All right. Let's uh, get more of these calls. 312-332-3776. Go ahead, pal. Coming up. Hey, wait a minute. Take that. Hey, look for the ComEd lower price sticker participating retailers near you. Save instantly on energy-efficient LED bulbs from the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at ComEd.com slash instantly. David Kaplan. Jonathan Hood. Our new morning show. This is Cap and Jay Hood. On ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. He's Jim Hood, I'm Cap, Jeff Miller, J.R. Strauss, Danny Zetterman. We're your morning team, and we're here every weekday from 7 until 10. I would rather for you to just tell me how you feel than for me to find out through back channels. At least on Instagram, I know who Brian Erlacher is. We can disagree, but at least when I see you, I see the football player, and I know where you stand politically. That's what we're talking about here, whether or not you can separate the person from the player. Or vice versa. Let's go to the west side of the city of Chicago. Ozell's there. Hey, Ozell, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Thanks Ozell. for calling, man. We appreciate you. Good morning, Ozell. Yeah, I love this show. I love the new lineup. Thank you. Um, um I, I kind of, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a black man. I kind of like to know how people feel politically, especially when it comes to racial issues. I not like it. I mean, I don't like it when it's bad, but. For Trump to be who he is and me know who he is, mm-hmm. that's okay by me. I'd rather him be true than to fake, you know what I mean, to act like, you know, these people are equal, these people are, you know, what I am. But most, to me, most rich white people feel that way, and it's not a surprise to me by any shot, you know what I mean. And I, yesterday, if I can real quick, yesterday I heard a guy call in, to um, Waddle and Sylvie talking about the white, the black and white quarterback issue in Chicago. And me being a black guy, I've said that from day one, too, when they drafted Mitch Trubisky, they, they drafted the best-looking white guy, and, you know, they didn't want to deal with the black guys. And it seems really true to me, and maybe it's just because I'm black, and it seems like Waddle and Sylvie, they don't, they don't even feel it no type of way. And it doesn't surprise me to hear from um, Erlacher or any rich white guy that they feel that way. Well, one thing, I, one thing I, I, I would say, well, one thing I would say, Ozell, is that you know where to find them two to six. You got a problem with them? Call them on that. Like, if you got a problem with, it's like we're talking about being straight up, right? Keeping it a buck. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're gonna keep yeah. it a buck. If you have a problem with me and Cap, make sh- make sure you call us between seven and ten. You got a problem with okay. them? Call them between two and six. Like, if you feel that. 
they are aligned with thinking that, well, Mitch Trubisky's fine in that spot, or you got a problem with them, call them. That's the pro- that's that's what I'm saying. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a problem with them. I, you know, like I say, I love the show, but I I I I, I, I disagree, and I think they came down on the guy. You know, you know, fairly hard. You know, when he brought it up. You know, like ah, nah, nah, they wouldn't do that. See, he- here's my take, Ozell. We appreciate your call. Well, I call them. Right. They got four hours of fill. Call them. They'll take your call. I believe Ryan Pace. I don't believe he drafted Mitch because Mitch was white. I, I believe he looked at Mitch Trubisky and went, I was around Drew Brees, and I can make that guy into the next Drew Brees because he texted Alex Brown that night after the draft and said, I just found the next Drew Brees. And he was tunnel visioned on finding a guy who looked and acted like Drew Brees. Good dude, good guy in the room, good guy in the community. It's going to take time. He's raw. He just made a bad evaluation because, like Theo said, how I'd tie these two together is Theo said, I need to change. I can't always hire people that look like me, think like me, and act like me. I got to be willing to look at people who don't look like me, don't act like me, and don't think like me. Well, and that, Ryan didn't do that. That's a great point. And I th- but you have to, to that last caller's point, you can ask the question, if you are somebody who is in a position to make you know, draft picks, is there a confirmation bias that you're unaware of? And so when you say Ryan Pace was looking for the next Drew Brees because he knew Drew Brees from his days in New Orleans, was he, un- unfortunately for Ryan Pace, unaware of the fact that he, for whatever reason, saw the same qualities in Drew Brees or in Mitch Trubisky, and he, because he's unaware of it, did he miss those in Patrick Mahomes? I, I don't think it's all those things you just said. What did you say? Great in the community, uh, a great leader. All those Everybody things. Everybody that comes in contact with him, what a great dude he is. All those things he was looking for in Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can say Patrick Mahomes doesn't have all those. Don't disagree. So. I, the question, and I, I don't believe Ryan Pace would deliberately not pick a, a quarterback because he's black. I, I completely dismiss that notion. Agreed. I agree with you. But, but there's the question of if you are a white general manager, to what you said about Theo, have you done enough to surround yourself with people in your organization to help you make decisions to maybe recognize your own blind spots. Yeah, that's why I like the combination of Karnaschovas and Eversley, because I think that they can be able to check each other. Eversley, you were at Nike for 10 years. You could tell me some things and show me and introduce me to people that I don't know. Karnaschovas can be able to do the same for Eversley, working hand in hand. Here's the thing. In unhealthy organizations, sports or other, any business, I become the head guy. But, man, I just got to keep cashing checks, man. I just want to hang on to my job. Bad organizations, that's what the leaders think like. And so I hired Jeff Meller to be my assistant. And he's my VP. He's underneath me. He just says, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Cap, you're right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. I would rather, he says to me, are you out of your effing mind? You can't do that. That's a horrible decision. But most people aren't secure enough to have people around around them like that. Well, it's too bad that it's more the former than the latter around here with this show. that go over your head or no yeah. <laughs> i was looking at him like, <laughs> excuse me i think jeff forgot the former 
three one three one two three three two three seven seven six. Are we going back to the phone lines? Real fast. Yes, sir, Cap. Mark in Lake Zurich. Hey, Mark. Hey guys, how you doing? I wanted to take a look at this from a little different angle. I um, I'm a guy that kind of looks at it and says, what are people's motivations for what they do? You know, mm-hmm. and seeing Erlacher's comments yesterday, and then realizing or being seeing that he was at the RNC at the White House. Right? Is he angling for a uh, a pardon for Casey? Because we know Trump loves the the love connection with uh, with. Sports stars with uh, people that have name notoriety and being able to build those connections. Yeah, and it's a good question because it's been all over social media. And we appreciate your call. I don't know the extent of Casey's case. I, I know he was indicted, but I don't know anything more about it. You can still be aligned with President Trump and the RNC and not like Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, the picture of Kyle That's Rittenhouse the on one Instagram. That got me. You could still, yeah, you could say, I, I, I need to be close to Trump because he can pardon and do some favors for me and still denounce this, this guy coming over from Antioch with an AR 15. Trying to be some vigilante. 312 332 3776. Could the NFL be the next league to have some games postponed? That's next. In two minutes. All right.